one of the things that people ask me all the time, emails, messages, you name it, right? And I fully enjoy answering is, Dave, if they're so keen on hiding so many things, why do they put it right in front of our faces? Now, I know most of you will go straight to thinking, well, you know, psychological warfare, you put it right in, in front of somebody's face and that's it, right? Well, folks, power in and of itself cannot help but show how powerful it is. Now, this might be a bad example, but I'm going to give it. It's sort of like a serial killer, right? Serial killers are obsessed at some point or another with wanting to take credit for the murders that they commit, because if they don't take the credit, then who will? right? Because serial killers generally have a clever way of murdering people. Now, that might be a bad example, but you see what I'm saying here? It's just like mother nature. It's just like everything else in life. When power exists for power's own sake, that is when it's scary. When there is no end goal, that is when we have a problem, right? Now, before I get started, I just want to say that we do have a Patreon. It does help support the show. But in addition to that, you also get tons of bonus content, stuff that I cannot talk about publicly. In addition to that, we do Zoom calls, you get early release episodes, all that kind of stuff. Now, with that being said, I do want to give a, a very happy belated birthday to Catherine Smith. I'd also like to give a shout out to my friend Canelo, brother. Thank you so much for watching the show, as well as my friend Ryan Boone. He's a real estate agent in Texas. Anybody needs a house or anything like that, please reach out to me or reach out to Ryan Boone and also please check out my good friend in California in uh, Orange County, uh, Janet, Janet Tattoo. She has a tattoo shop, does phenomenal, phenomenal work. So let's get into it. The Rand Corporation, diverging multiple Clerkstorp spheres to open the sun's stargate. Now, there's two angles to this, folks. We have an intelligence angle at a cynical level from a human perspective, and then we have the extraterrestrial angle, and you're going to see how the suppression of academic institutions actually allow for the continuation of throwing things right in front of our faces while we sadly are so naive to it in general. Not people like you and me, but you know the masses who, who refuse to open their minds from a perceptual perspective. So let's jump into it. Sun, believe it or not, folks, stands for Stanford University Network. And you might be saying, holy shit, Dave, what do you mean Stanford? Like the actual university? Yes, folks, the actual university. Why is that the case? Because when UFOs come and they, and, and they, they crash, right? They crash land or what have you, right? Guess who the military goes to when they can't figure shit out? Harvard, Yale, Stanford. And this ties in, and members will know this more than others, this ties in with the whole concept of how they sort of breed elites, if you will, through cloning and also through the natural and more traditional way, as they call it, which is just filtering through the academic levels of things. Now, again, we have to understand what Rand Corporation is. To, so according to Wikipedia, Rand Corporation, which, by the way, only recently was this little bio of themselves put out there, is an American nonprofit global policy think tank created created in 1948 by Douglas Aircraft Company to offer research and analysis to the United States Armed Forces. It is financed by the U.S. government and private endowment, uh, endowments, corporations, universities, and private individuals. Okay, the hell does that mean? You see what I'm saying here, folks? So in other words, the Rand Corporation was very much like, and still is very much like EG&G, Battelle Corporation, and things like that. But here's the thing. When you see some type of organization like this, whether it's philanthropic or, you know, whatever it is, 
anything global having to do with the words think tank private investments you know exclusive members things like that it's basically the elite's way of saying part of my english here go fuck yourself you're never going to be allowed into what we're doing here that's essentially what it is right now take a look at this right here folks and the reason why i bring this up is because this ties back to the whole stanford concept of infiltrating intelligence for the sake of power and this is thanks to my friends genius and camden take a look here detecting conspiracy theories on social media now according to disclose tv this is a tweet that they put out which they're very reputable by the way new google backed rand report which is the one i just showed you recommends infiltrating and subverting online conspiracy groups from within the initial analysis was focused on online chatter relating to alien visitations covid 19 origins white genocide and anti-vaccination now here's what's interesting folks it's one thing to combat disinformation regarding certain things and again we can argue about the pandemic but that's not the point here take a look at this right here take a look at the date regarding them wanting to infiltrate online communities having to do with aliens look at this period covered january 1st to March 31st. Now, interestingly enough, see anti-vaccine myths, COVID-19, and white genocide. Notice something here, folks. Notice that the dates all begin on January 1st. But I thought COVID wasn't a thing until at least March, right? At least in the West, it was. I mean, it wasn't, excuse me. You see what I'm saying here, folks? There's a pre-planning concept. Now, this has to do with Project Looking Glass, which connects to the previous public episode and extends on in the Patreon, which members will have probably already seen. But the concept here is this, folks. From an intelligence perspective, when you take a look at the fact that when you apply, just like I've said in previous episodes, when you apply a certain amount of thinking and focus of your mental energy towards an object, a symbol, you name it, that object over vast amounts of time actually accumulates and inhabits that energy. And I'll prove that right here from a form of drop feeding that we'll take a look at right over here. Scientists, according to TechExplore.com, scientists report new synapse-like phototransistor. Researchers at the U.S. Department of Energy's National Renewable Energy Laboratory, NREL, which, by the way, is also backed by the RAND Corporation, and also, quick fact, Nancy Pelosi's husband also sits on the board of the RAND Corporation. But anyways, the um, developed a breakthrough in energy-efficient phototransistors. Such devices could eventually help computers process visual information more like the human brain and be used as sensors in things like self driving vehicles all right now take a look at this right here what normally would happen is that after absorbing the light an electrical current would brief, briefly flow for a short period of time said joseph luther a senior scientist and co-author but in this case the current continued to flow and did not stop for for several minutes even when the light switched off right such behavior is referred to as persistent photoconductivity and is a form listen to this folks of optical memory where the light energy hitting a device can be stored in memory as an electrical current does end quote does that not remind you folks of the concept that we've been talking about how the Akashic records and certain forms of information can be stored within the actual universe and air around us with that of energy? And the reason why I bring up Stanford folks is because if we take a look, and I know I bring him up a lot because again, it's a prime example at Eric Weinstein. He, unfortunately, because he wanted to change the approach to the way in which physics worked, he was kicked out very sadly in many different ways with Harvard. And, and the reason I bring this up is because that has to do again with sun. Now, in Interestingly enough, what I find also equally as interesting is that when we take a look at this picture right here, folks, this is an ancient drawing, all right? Take a look at this picture right here. 
okay? And then take a look at the sun. Does this not look like a UFO coming out of the sun? Now, for those who have seen my recent episode with Rumors of Instinct, public episode, Kraken Conversations, and uh, those who remember would have seen it much earlier, you'll know that UFO motherships are being spotted more and more out from Earth's orbit. Why is that? Because Earth is a magnet, folks. So just like anything else in life, the farther away you move from a magnet, the less force you're going to feel to be pulled in. Now, UFO motherships that I've discussed before actually have a different form of a gravitational propulsion device. It's much more difficult to uh, control the mothership, right, when it is within the orbit of a particular planet. And so they, the motherships stay far away, and then these aliens, whichever species they are, they send, I guess, the smaller disks, which are usually, you know, 50, uh, 50 to 100 feet in diameter, generally speaking, if we're assuming the traditional disk size. Now, the reason I bring all this up, folks, is because we're looking at an alien and if you could say a human, quote-unquote, academic advantage and operation because when the mass consciousness actually reads something or sees something as a form of news, for example, it doesn't matter if it's real or fake. When enough people read about it, hear about it, it sits in their subconscious. And according to a legitimate theory in quantum physics, all right, which correlates with that of understanding the fabric of the universe, we actually, in a certain way, have free will, but at the same time, whatever we think and visualize actually does, in fact, manifest, and this has been proven through quantum physics, so why would this be any different? So, going back to earlier before, the Looking Glass episode, when we take a look at the fact that if you can put and predict a certain future, if you will, what will then happen there, folks, is that you can then push propaganda into the culture of the masses of the people in order for the, their subconsciousness to deliver the most likely outcome that the Project Looking Glass machine actually told them. So what happens is you have a secret group, such as the scientists from Stanford University at the Rand Corporation, right? Which we'll get to some specifics very shortly because it's very important we look at all the details here. We're going to find that if you apply that same method of pushing out propaganda on a mass scale, whether it's a movie, a comic book, a cartoon, it doesn't matter, a newspaper, um, you know, whatever it is. Nowadays, more disinformation is being pushed through things like TikTok, which is why, again, coincidentally enough, the Rand Corporation all of a sudden has to do with online infiltration. I thought they just gave advice to the armed forces. You see what I'm saying here? Now, the next thing we have to take a look at, all right, is the CRS human cloning report for Congress. Now, let's take a look right here. This is page 26. Going too far or drawing appropriate limitations. Take a look. Some, such as the majority of the President's Council and the USCCB, believe that policies allowing therapeutic cloning would create a slippery slope, opening the door to other moral hazards, such as cloning to produce children or research on later stage embryos and fetuses, end quote. Quote, notice something, folks. It's right in front of our faces. They were, they were talking about publicly about how, oh, you know, China might be building a super soldier, or they are. And then France says that they're building one because China's doing it. Folks, people, you see how they control the narrative so strongly? This has been going on since at least, at least the 70s, at the very least, folks. You see what I'm saying here? Now, the next thing I want to take a look at here, too, which is very, very important, is we have to understand this right here. Who crafted, this is according to HellenistTales.Weebly.com, not exactly a mainstream media website, who crafted the 2.8 billion year old Klerksdorp spheres? Now, before I read this, I want to just read to you on Wikipedia what it says about the Klerksdorp spheres. They're small objects, often spherical to disc-shaped, that have been collected by miners and rockhounds from 3 billion year old 
Prophylite deposits mined by Wonderstone Limited near Autostall, South Africa. They have been cited by some alternative researchers and reporters in books, popular articles, and many web pages as inexplicable out-of-place artifacts that could only have been manufactured by intelligent beings. Geol now keep in mind, this is about a 3 billion year old uh, a material, right? And product, if you want to call it. Geologists who have studied these objects have concluded that the objects are not manufactured, but are rather the result of natural processes, end quote. Which geologists? You see how vague they are when it suits them? You see what I'm saying here? So now let's take a look at what it actually is. So if we take a look at this description right here, this is all we have to know. 2.8 billion year old spheres balanced with 100,000 thousandths, excuse me, of an inch from absolute perfection have created confusion among experts. They vary in size from 30 to 50 millimeters in diameter and have perfectly concentric, concentric grooves, excuse me, around the center as if they were molded. All right. Inside the hard shell, some have a spongy substance, while in others it resembles charcoal. Does that not remind you of the article we just looked at? All right. Do you see where this is going, folks? Now, let's take a look here because some of this is made out of pyrite. So the mineral pyrite, also known as fool's gold, is an iron sulfide, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, it gives a superficial resemblance to gold. Heck, uh, hence the well-known nickname of fool's gold, end quote. Now, notice something, folks. These balls are these Klerkstorp spheres, if you will, are actually made of pyrite amongst many other things. But notice how they appeared to look fake and uh, look like gold, but they were fake. Could this have been a resemblance of the Archons or the Anunnaki, if you will, that basically humans were allowed to replicate what they were doing for these beings. And this diagram would show that with the sun right here that I'm putting up again. What, what it, let, let, look at this drawing right here. The Smithsonian refuses to comment on this drawing. What does that tell you? Because if it was fake, I'm telling you, they would just say it, right? Because again, like I said at the very beginning, power loves to explain how powerful it is. You see this right here? What are the, what's that? What are those? Those clearly look like UFOs coming out of the sun. And we see mothership pictures that I'm, I've been putting up probably this whole episode of UFOs near the sun more and more now. Right? Who, 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 uh, who, what is that? Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyways, let's move on. So let's take a look right here. Astronomy.harvard.edu. Now, what we're going to find here, folks, is that astronomy within the Harvard department actually ties in with astrophysics or origins of life, the Institute for Theory and Computation, and the head of the Harvard Astronomy Department. Now, let's take a look at this. Guess who, by the way, advises on all those departments? All right. Harvard professor Bloomberg.com reaps 17,000% return on early Moderna bet. Timothy Springer. Now, I'm not trying to denounce the guy, but we have to call things like they are. So take a look at this right here. Timothy Springer thought his fortune was excessive even before he became a billionaire. All right. You know what he basically did? End quote. He invested in Moderna a year ago, April 2020. Before there was any talk of Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer even developing a vaccine. Now, I'm not trying to bring COVID into this, but what are the odds? So it just goes to show you for people who say, oh, you know, these elites, these academics, they don't have a plan. Folks, they have a plan. Let me tell you. Now, let's take a look at this right here. Cognitionmatrix.com. Intelli intelligence officer releases a NASA video showing the 3,200 kilometer long alien spacecraft. Now, what's interesting about this right here, folks, is that look at the these photos right here. This is why they're so far from Earth, because they, they have a different orbital field and pr uh, propulsion base system but 
One thing that this article did get incorrect, I have to say, is that the ship, and I know which case they're talking about here, was not 3,200 kilometers. It was 3,600 kilometers. And those on Patreon got a bit of an early preview of this on our Zoom call a couple nights ago, uh, which is that I mentioned the fact that notice all of these craft have to do with same numerical values of 3, 6, and 9, similar to Walter Russell's The Universal One right? So why is it that the distance is so precise in that of the numerical value relative to quantum physics and astrophysics within the realm of the, at least of this dimension, if you want to call it, right? Now, the next thing I want to take a look at right here is this right here, howandwise.com. Man from Wyoming traveled 163,000 light years from Earth with alien named Oso-1. Okay, while hunting a deer, a man from Wyoming met an alien who had come to Earth also to hunt deer. The alien drugged the hunter, I know this sounds ridiculous, but bear with me, and then took him to his planet. On October 25th, 1974, 41-year-old Carl Higdon, who worked in the oil industry, went hunting for a weekend to the Medicine Bow National Forest in Carbon County. Now, here's what's interesting, and quote, before I go on, you want to know something interesting? Carl Higdon, his cousin's best associate, as a matter of fact is Timothy Springer. You see how they keep it in the circle. So we could dare to say that this man from Wyoming who was abducted was not some random abductee whatsoever. Now, let's take a look right here. Higdon was an experienced hunter, but he had not yet seen such a forest. It turned out to be a remote and uninhabited area with no signs of human presence. Long story short, he saw a deer. He was about to shoot the deer when something very strange happened. He aimed, fired, but suddenly the shot was completely silent and the rifle did not recoil. And then Higdon watched in amazement as the bullet from the rifle flew ahead in very slow motion. All right, Higdon went to pick the bullet up and saw that it was flattened as if it hit as if it had hit something very strong. The deer had already fled by that time, but Higdon was not alone. So long, end quote. Long story short, he said that this is basically I'm putting the picture up right now. This is the drawing that he accurately represents the alien showing him uh, himself and using electromagnetic frequencies and gravitational fields within that of the sun mechanism, similar to the project looking glass concept that allows him to do these kind of things. Now, you might be saying, oh, my gosh, he's got antennas on his head. This looks like something out of a cartoon. Again, power cannot help but brag how powerful it is by showing it right in front of our faces and saying, Pardon my English here, folks. Go fuck yourself. And if anything really does happen, nobody's going to believe you. And it's true. And it's very, very sad to see. All right. Now, the next thing we also have to understand here, too, about this whole concept is that these aliens are testing the academic cynics, the very evil people. I would dare to say, at Harvard, Yale, you name it, on the human side of an intelligence angle to try and say, okay, listen, we're trying to reveal ourselves to you in a form of soft disclosure, but are you willing to accept it? And the reason I bring this up is because they pick people who they know relative to human culture are appropriate and important into the, to the point in which they would assume someone would believe him. Because look at who he abducted. Look at who this alien abducted. The cousin of a guy who's a highly respected Harvard professor, Right? You would think people would believe them. Nope. See, this is how aliens keep testing that form of disclosure, ultimately, right? And so, what we have to understand is that the sun, ultimately, is a stargate that is being used by different motherships to come back and forth to correspond with these different beings and with these different humans relative to the predictive programming angle on Earth. And the reason why aliens don't get involved, because people will say, Dave, you know, how come, for example, uh, aliens don't just make themselves known known to the world and all that well because we are under and this is thanks to my friend at rumors of instinct 
because we are under Venusian supervision, if you will, there's a sort of um, rule, if you will, that has to abide by the law of free will that trans transcends that of esotericism and physics that essentially mean and translate to that of relative peace throughout the universe, assuming that you do not interfere in, in a certain species or planet's affairs unless things get really, really bad. So, I want you folks to let me know what you think. It, the the Clerkstorp spheres are used to be placed around the sun to open this portal. Alright? So, I really do appreciate all you for watching the whole way through. And we'll catch you very, very soon. Cheers.